Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, my 10 laws of marketing to healthcare CIOs. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family could face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back and we are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already at $10,000 for the year and we ask you to join us. We are going to be doing a series of drives throughout the year to raise money for this great cause. As you know, we have a drive in the month of February. I'm really excited about March and April. I will tell you about those when March actually gets here, which is next week. But for February, what we're doing for our drive is we looked at our average for February over the last couple of years, and our average number of downloads is about 20,000. And what we said is we will give $1 for every download over 20,000 for the month of February. Right now, we are at roughly 17,500. There is roughly five days left in this month. So we are pretty close to getting to 20,000 and starting to give $1 for every download above that number. So love to have you join us. You can do that in a couple of ways. One is listen to a couple more episodes. Number two, you could forward a note to a friend and tell them that you are getting value out of this show. And we appreciate that. That really does help. And if they start downloading this month, that will go towards the number and hopefully raise a bunch of money for this great cause. All right. I did a poll on Monday. I do a poll every Monday. So if you get a chance, check that out on LinkedIn. I don't do it on Twitter, mostly because I just don't spend that much time on Twitter, but I do it every Monday on LinkedIn. So if you get a chance, go over there, check it out. I will put another one out on Monday. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I wake up on Monday and I think, what am I curious about? This one was about marketing. I said, what is the best marketing approach to reach healthcare leaders with new solutions with or with a new solution? And I gave four options. Clearly these polls aren't scientific. You can't capture everything. There's a lot of different things that I could have put in here, but I chose four things, events, trade publications, email campaigns, and social media. There was 218 votes <clears throat> over the course of three days and 59% said events. 20% said trade publications, 1% said email campaigns, 20% said social media. If only 1% said email campaigns, I want to know why my inbox is so full of email campaigns and why you're spending so much time on email campaigns. Anyway, just curious on that one. So anyway, 59%, 60% events, 20% trade publications, 20% social media, 1% for email campaigns. And I started thinking, you know, what what is my take on this? And so I had some CIOs in the room and I asked them about, you know, how do you find new solutions and where do you go and that kind of stuff. And we had a really interesting conversation over lunch. 
And so I th decided to put together my 10 laws for marketing to healthcare CIOs. Again, not scientific, just my 10 laws. And here they are. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Number one, CIOs are busy. They're very busy. I mean, really busy. Don't expect them to be doing things people do when they have time, like surfing the web or reading social media or even attending a webinar. They have to be efficient with their time or, or quite frankly, they're going to implode. They just do not have time. When you think about it, they are addressing all the problems because technology is part of everything that a health system does. They're addressing every problem in the health system. They don't have time, they're busy people. So that's gonna be the backdrop and it has to be the first law. Number two, the average CIO gets about 250 emails a day. All of them have a method for managing this. But deleting marketing emails is the top strategy or even better, you know, never letting them get into their inbox. I've had people who set up alternate emails when they go to a conference. They now have methods to tag email from a CRM or an email service as marketing. They do a search, they highlight them all, and they delete them all. If you have something to say, you have to get in front of them. All right, that's the law. If you have something, if you have something to say, you have to say it to their face or on a phone. You have to get in front of them. Number three, they don't read trade publications to find products. They read them if they've been interviewed. So self-serving, ego, I, I've been interviewed, I wanna see what, what it says, or to stay current on certain topics. If the article smells of marketing, they absolutely ignore it. So again, just be thinking about the marketing dollars that your company spends or that you are responsible for spending and how that money's being spent. Number four, the primary reason CIOs go to events is to see their peers. Number one reason. Number two reason is because they've been asked to speak. The third reason is to see their existing partners because it is efficient. Just go back to rule number one. They're extremely busy. They don't have a lot of time. And if all of their partners are at that event, it's efficient for them to see their partners. If there's any time left over, they might find you if you're not an existing partner. If anyone is to find you at an event, it is likely an influence buyer, not a decision maker. Someone that is second or third level in the IT leadership, somebody who could potentially be doing the work. I'm not saying events aren't worthwhile. I'm saying that you're probably not getting in front of a decision maker. You're probably getting in front of an influence buyer because the CIOs are busy, even at those events, especially at those events, quite frankly, at the carnivals, as I call them. And number five, the first place a CIO goes to seek out a new product or solution is their peers. I've seen it over and over again. What are you doing to cut down on readmissions? I'm looking for a product or I'm looking at product X. Does anyone have experience with that product? So that leads me to two sub points, right? I'm not gonna give these their own points, but sub point to five, that they seek out product and solution recommendations from their peers. Number one, you have to get your product right before you go to market or you risk making your product toxic before you get off the ground. Bad word of mouth is absolute death in our industry. This is the number one place they go for recommendations. So if that's where they're going and people are saying bad things about you, you're done. Like if you're a salesperson in that organization, go find another product to represent because that's hurting your brand. All right, so number two under that, use your existing clients to get new clients. If you don't have any clients, find someone willing to take a risk on you. 
a, a, a friendly that will give you, you know, the opportunity to work with their health system. Now you give them a great deal clearly, but what you need is good positive word of mouth. You have to have at least one. So, you know, that first year or whatever, use your marketing budget for this as this is, I mean, that's exactly essentially what it is. Getting that first client is marketing, right? That is your marketing campaign. All right. Number six, no CIO wants to be your qualified lead. Let me say that again. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but no CIO wants to be your qualified lead. Even if you happen to snare them in the traps that you set around the internet or at an event, they don't want your phone call. A warm introduction from another CIO or industry leader is the only qualified lead worth acting on. All right, otherwise you're just a nuisance. All right, number seven, <laughs> scanning their badge in your booth because you gave them good socks does not make a CIO someone who is interested in anything other than cool socks. That lead is probably better given to the sock manufacturer than your product sales team quite frankly, giving away cool stuff. I, I love the cool stuff. Keep giving it away. It's great. I have, let's see, I have lip balm on my desk from, gosh, if you're going to put your logo on something, at least make it so that I don't have to put my glasses on to read it. But uh, I, so now I can't tell you who it's from because I don't want to embarrass them. But my gosh, I can't even read their logo and I just put my glasses on. That's bad. Anyway, but yeah, I have lip balm all over my house from various manufacturers. I have socks. I have other things. But just keep in mind, you know, scanning their, their badge in your booth because you gave away good socks makes them a great lead for the sock manufacturer, but not a good lead for you. Number eight, marketing that is solely focused on finding organizations that are interested in your product category right now misses an important element of marketing, relationship marketing. People and organizations, which are made up of people, buy from people and other organizations that are made up of people they know, like, trust, and need. Remember those words. I come back to them all the time when I'm talking to salespeople. Do they know you? Do they like you? Do they trust you? Do they need you? Right? They have to know, like, and trust you at the point when they need you so that they'll call you. Skipping the first three and getting lucky enough to find that last one at the exact moment they are buying is an important piece of marketing, no doubt, but it places you at a disadvantage unless you've established the first three. Number nine, if your product is ranked by class or some other respected service, that is important and helps to establish a level of trust. The reason we trust class is because they do the work of checking with our peers to validate your product. All right, that validates what I've already said. The most important thing is your product at work in healthcare. Cultivating good client experiences and then leveraging those relationships is important. It's the most powerful marketing out there. So class is going to our peers and they're asking them, hey, does this stuff work? How does it work? Is it good? And that kind of stuff. Because of their approach, that establishes a level of trust in the industry. So that's why you should spend the inordinate amount of time to be top of class. And if you can't be top of class, that tells us something because it's a trusted source for us. So finally, number 10, when you actually find a qualified lead, don't give it to a knucklehead salesperson or every dollar you just spent on marketing is wasted. Hire salespeople you like, you connect with, you trust, 
and whose approach to sales matches your company's culture and approach to sales, right? You just did all this work. You spent half a million dollars in marketing. You got a really good lead and you give it to a knucklehead and it's all wasted. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. All right, there you have it. That's my riff on healthcare marketing written at 6 a.m. on a Friday morning. Is it all right? I don't know. If you have others to add, let me know. If you disagree with some of them, you can let me know that as well. When we partner with organizations at This Week Health, we actually check references. <clears throat> I know it's hard to believe, but if your product isn't right, don't bother calling me asking us to take your money to set your marketing traps on the internet. We actually call your clients to see what they have to say. If you can't give us two clients that are willing to say nice things about you, I don't really wanna represent your product to our community. And I, I feel like when you are on our website and I talk about you that I am endorsing your product. I know, this is crazy. We've turned down several potential clients over the years, but at the end of the day, the logos on our website represent our brand and is part of the trust relationship we hope to have with the community. Wow, that feels good to get off my chest. If you're interested in marketing with us and have at least two successful client engagements and execs willing to talk about it, send me an email, bill at thisweekhealth.com, or if you have other thoughts on this list. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. You can do that to raise money for childhood cancer. You can also do that to help us out, to get our message out there. Our, our mission is to amplify great thinking, to propel healthcare forward. And we do a lot of interviews with great people and we wanna get that out to as many people as possible. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much everywhere. We wanna thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.